from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. It just kind of spiraled out of control. People started leaving. There are significant environmental concerns, but there also, I think, is a philosophical concern. I mean, nobody could see the screens. They were talking over people's heads. We requested another meeting. What are we going to do to protect our property? Very simple. Basically, the lines are kind of silent on that. What I recommend is simply take a drive. It's only an hour, 20 minutes or so tops. And the minute you drop into the valley down towards Pickle Creek, you will begin to understand. I'm Sarah Fenske. St. Louis residents eager to connect with nature have long made the hour's drive to Hawn State Park. Its Pickle Springs area is a favorite for people wanting to hike in Missouri's natural splendor. Hickory Canyons is another close-by destination. But now a local businessman has plans to mine silica in the shadow of the park in an area that feeds into Pickle Springs' watershed. Neighbors and conservationists alike have serious concerns. Chris Eckenfels lives on 250 acres near Highway 32. That's just over 3,000 feet from the site where the mine is planned. He helped organize residents opposed to the mine. They now have a group called Operation Sand. I've lived in St. Jens my whole life. I'm 37 years old. I have two six-year-old twins. I married my wife. Uh, This is her family farm that we live on. And when we got the ground to build this house on, the intent was we could not move. We have to stay here. This is our permanent home. We can't just pack up and leave. Chris is concerned for his family, and he's worried about the mine's impact on his family's well. There's two uh, chemical agents, flocculants, that they use to wash this stuff. And when that gets in our water, it's not a matter of if, it's when it gets in our water. It's going to contaminate our water table. And our water table is very shallow, very shallow. And they have not done any environmental studies on any of this, so they have no idea what they're getting into. Chris told producer Kayla Drake he doesn't trust the mine's backers. That's a group called Next Gen Silica. He told her the only people in St. Genevieve that support the mine are the ones getting their pockets lined. They're going to destroy our homes. Then our health will be gone when this comes in. They say they're going to do all this stuff and be good neighbors, but they won't because they've already, they've kept it a secret for five years, kept it from us. And then they sprung this on us at the last minute. So I don't believe a word they say. That is Chris Eckenfels. Now, Randy Ruzica is the second district commissioner in St. Genevieve County. The mine would be about six miles from his home. He's concerned about how it would affect his constituents' health. There's not that many places in the United States that have it. So this is sort of a, a hotbed of it, if you will. St. Genevieve is very rich in, in, in minerals, but silica is its own entity. The more you find out, the more there are red flags that come up. Exposure to it is a concern. It's, it's a real concern. We're not anti-business. We're, we're pro-business. I mean, we want things you know, to happen here. But one of our top concerns is the, is the health and safety of our residents. 
The groundwater in St. Genevieve County is near the surface, and many residents rely on wells for their drinking water. Randy said he can penalize businesses for contamination that doesn't have lasting effects, and that stops the problem. But contaminating groundwater is a different story. Let somebody say an operation makes too much noise, or let's say they're putting a certain kind of odor into the air. You can stop that, and you can correct it, and the problem is solved. If you destroy the water, it's, it's, it's done. You, you, you don't go back from it. That's, that's the seriousness of it. And Commissioner Randy Ruzica feels a duty to defend the landscape. I think it's one of the most beautiful places anywhere. When you drive out Highway 32, it's century farms, it's beautiful rolling hills, it's green, it's just, you know, it's America. And (laughs) I don't want to see that get ruined. Both the St. Genevieve County Commission and the County Health Department voted unanimously to enact a health ordinance. It would limit silica mines to locations at least half a mile from any water source or resident. Well, that would make NextGen Silica's proposal a non-starter. The Missouri Department of Natural Resources is expected to issue an industrial mineral permit to NextGen Silica next week. But Larry Lehman, director of the Land Reclamation Project, says local ordinances would still need to be followed. It does not give them the ability to just go out and mine. They have to make sure that they comply with any other type of local, state, or federal requirement. So what could happen next? Well, joining us now with their perspective is Jillian Ditch Anslow. She is a St. Genevieve County resident and co-founder of Operation Sand, which formed in opposition to this project. Jillian, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. And we're also joined today by Kim William Gordon. He's a St. Louis resident and founder and president of Friends of Hawn. Kim, welcome. Yeah, glad to be here. Thank you. So, Kim, a lot of St. Louisans go to Pickle Springs and Hawn State Park. For those who don't, what makes this place such a draw? Well, what I recommend is simply take a drive. It's only an hour, 20 minutes or so tops. And the minute you drop into the valley down towards Pickle Creek you will begin to understand. It is just a absolute glorious uh, reestablishment of shortleaf pine, which is native to Missouri. And this is the largest shortleaf pine reestablishment in the entire state. Hmm. So that alone is special. And then Pickle Creek itself, uh, one of the most pristine creeks in the entire state, really position Hahn and that entire ecostructure as incredibly unique. It is incredibly unique, and you're not even mentioning, like, the rock structures there, which at Pickle Springs, they just blew my kids' minds. I mean, these these are some really cool things there. Well, so, Jillian, for you, this isn't just a day trip or a place you go hiking. This is home. How close do you live to Hahn State Park? Yeah, so I live, um, I mean, I probably about a quarter of a mile um, away from Han State Park Road. I live down uh, 32, just about a quarter of a mile from it. So it's very, very close. I grew up going to the park and hiking the trails. And, yeah, I'm, I've lived here my whole life. Me and my husband just built our forever home here and had our daughter to raise on our, on our farm here as well. So you built your forever home. How did you learn about plans for a silica mine right in your backyard? Uh, so we were notified through certified letter in the mail. Uh, not everyone was notified. They notified just the people that 
you know, was required by law for them to notify. And then it was just kind of word of mouth through the through the neighbors in the area about this. And at the time, we didn't know anything about silica sand mining or what this operation would entail. But we've done a lot, a lot of learning in the past uh, few months, you know, since March. Yeah. And so now that you've done this learning, what are your big concerns uh, as relates to this proposal? So our big concerns are public health and public water source and damage to the natural areas and then also economic harm potentially as well, which is something that I think that a lot of people are thinking, well, couldn't this bring economic benefit? But uh, if we start looking at other mines in the county, we can see how much damage this type of mining has caused. And so this could cause enough damage that people maybe wouldn't want to come and and spend their time hiking or or visiting local businesses. Is, Is that the concern? Yeah, so that's definitely one of the main concerns, because if you build a 250-acre sand mine on the opposite side of 32 from Han State Park Road, I mean, who wants to go camping there if it's no longer a, uh, you know, if it's no longer somewhere that's peace and quiet and dark? Mm -hmm. And who knows what kind of nature is going to, you know immigrate from the area due to blasting and constant light, vibrations, all of those things. We just don't know. And and Kim, I understand you share some of these concerns. How do you fear that this proposal would affect people who use this area recreationally? Well, keep in mind that Haunt State Park is unique in its solitude. That's the way I describe it. You have an opportunity to get into the backwoods, which is very unique within this region. But most importantly, I agree with Jillian, there is a grave concern about the watershed. As I had mentioned earlier, Pickle Creek itself is an incredibly pristine creek. But we have major watersheds that are coming through that area that I would suspect each and every one of them eventually over a 50-year period is what they're asking for uh, will be somehow tainted. And then let's also keep in mind that there are five natural areas right within that area, within a five-square-mile area. uh, And Natural areas are not assigned natural areas just out of a whim. These are very unique, special natural environments that I guarantee they will be impacted. So our our view is our protection of Han, but it's also, as John Muir basically said, I'll paraphrase him, if you pick up one part of the, the land, the rest of the land comes with it, right? So we have to be concerned about the overall region and its ultimate impact of this mine on Han state park itself. So Jillian, your group has pushed for local government to to take a hand here to say this is not a good place for this. You now have a health ordinance that's in place. It was passed by the county commission, also the county health department. What exactly would this do? So the health ordinance that was uh, put in place, there's been a lot of kind of questions surrounding this idea, but the, the biggest thing that it does is it says that there's no silica sand mining facilities that can be constructed or operated a half a mile from city limits, schools, churches, parks, um, or wells that supply potable drinking water, and that they also can't be near within a quarter of a mile from people's homes or other losing streams or stream segments that are 
designated by DNR, in which case Establishment Creek runs through the proposed uh, mining property, and that is a designated DNR losing stream. So that also, uh, I mean, the health ordinance basically makes it to where you cannot mine for silica sand in this spot. And it's also setting the president to regulate these type of mining activities, because this one 249-acre spot is not the only place where this Lamont sandstone is that they're getting the silica sand from. It runs, I mean, it's, it's, it's this huge, basically, river of this stuff that goes through not just this county, but counties around us as well. And it is desirable. People are going to want to come in and mine for this stuff. So with this first, you know, large mine coming in and wanting to do this, we have to set a precedent somewhere and say, hey, if you're going to do this, like you're not going to be able, we have to put some setbacks on you. We have to put some stri- restrictions on this type of mining because it can impact people's health. It can impact the, uh, you know, nearby state parks and natural areas like Hickory Canyons as well. Um, and and so that's really what we sought out to do was really to protect people's health and protect people's water source because I would argue that our water is more valuable than anything. It's more valuable than silica sand, however much you're going to sell it for. Our water, I mean, we have, we have to have that, and, mm-hmm. and the people who live here have to have that. The type of coagulants that NextGen is, is going to be using or, or would be using if, they, if this mine goes in, one of them um, is, I mean, it's flagged as a long-term environmental hazard and a long-term hazard to aquatic life. You can just look up this coagulant on PubChem, and the cleanup method says do not contam- contaminate water of this, and its favorable method of disposal is just to use something else. The okay, so that's I mean, so that's a big problem there, and it sounds like a lot yeah. of the particulars <laughs> of this, these are a big problem. So yesterday, our producer Kayla Drake talked to NextGen Silica General Manager Clark Bollinger, and he told her the mine won't be the problem that neighbors claim. Well, it certainly won't be a negative impact. I can I can assure you that um, there's processes and procedures in place to minimize or mitigate any of uh, you know certainly the dust, the light pollution, the noise pollution, all those things that are there. There are processes in place to uh, to hopefully not maybe eliminate everything, but certainly we we can manage um, any of those concerns. So one of the residents' main concerns is the potential to breathe in silica dust, and the new county health ordinance even calls that dust a carcinogen. But Clark Bollinger of NextGen Silica said the new mine is prepared to handle that dust. You know, the concerning part for a lot of folks is the fineness of the dust, if you will. It involves around particle matter size. All that's going to be washed out in the very, very early stages of the process. Now, Clark Bollinger also said he offered to meet regularly with residents to be more transparent about the mining process. We have our phones on us. We're certainly willing to talk. Um, unfortunately, no one's really reached out to us. Um, you know, and I know every, everyone always hears, well, we're going to be a good neighbor. Well, we truly do want that. So that is Clark Bollinger. He's the general manager of this mine that has been proposed. Jillian, I understand 250 people showed up at the one public hearing that NextGen was at. Uh, What was that like? 
So it wasn't a public hearing. It was a public meeting. Um, so it was more informal. If we go to a public hearing, uh, which we don't, we don't know at this point if we will or when we will yet, but that'll be a little bit different with people sworn in. But at the public meeting, yeah, there was about 250, 300 people there. Um, uh, we didn't really get a lot of information. Uh, I, I feel like the Department of Natural Resources and NextGen weren't really prepared for all of our questions our questions and a lot of people's emotions that were, uh, you know, there as well. So, I mean, nobody could see the screens. They were talking over people's heads, which made people really frustrated. People started leaving, which then, you know, people got kind of heated about that. And so um, it just kind of spiraled out of control. They didn't even get to finish their presentation. Wow. So we didn't get a lot of that information. And... Um, and then basically nobody got to got all of their questions answered. And so Operation Sand, we requested another meeting with them. You know, we thought that it would be in, in good faith for them to do so if they, you know, truly wanted to give us all the information and answer all of our questions. But um, basically the lines are kind of silent on that. Okay. Uh, but, but yeah, they're, yeah. Despite what he told Kayla then, they're not biting on a, a, a meeting of, that would that would bring everybody out. And it sounds like there's interest yeah. in that. Well, so Steve Jeffrey, this is an attorney who's been retained by Operation Sand. And that, again, is, is Jillian's group of, of neighbors that wants to stop this mine. He's an environmental attorney based in Chesterfield. He was actually general counsel at the Missouri Department of Natural Resources from 1987 to 1993. And he he said this county health ordinance that's now been approved is critical, he said, because state regulations on this front are minimal. The DNR mining permit doesn't specifically deal with or impose any type of requirements on how they conduct their mining or where they conduct their mining. All it says is, well, in 50 or 100 years from now, when your mining operation is done, to just tell us how you're going to reclaim the area you know, what type of fescue you're going to plant, how are you going to grade it, things such as that. So really, if you look at a mining permit that DNR issues in instances like this, it has absolutely no requirements until after the mine operation closes, in some cases, 50 to 100 years from now, if you can believe that. So that's attorney Steve Jeffrey. Now, he said the county ordinance should be enough to block the mine, but he added this could all up end up in court. NextGen could sue to try to invalidate the ordinance, or it could open in defiance of the ordinance. Then residents would have to sue to try to stop it. And when Kayla Drake spoke with the general manager of this mine, Clark Bollinger, he declined to comment on whether NextGen Silica plans to start mining, even with that local health ordinance in place. So there's a lot of moving pieces on this. Kim William Gordon, your thoughts as somebody who is, is opposed to this mine and seeing how both uh, conservationists and neighbors feel about it. Well, you know, it, it's very peculiar to me because when I first got introduced to this issue, I was just simply dumbfounded. Because if you look at the DNR's mission statement that's posted on their website, they specifically say their role is to protect the air, land, water, and mineral resources. And then as a second thought, that they promote environmentally sound and energy-efficient operations of businesses. So from the get-go, I'm a little concerned that those are completely contrary statements. Mm -hmm. uh, either you're going to protect the land or you're going to allow people to dig mines, right? So 
one of the things that I think we as citizens, because keep in mind that the state parks and, and many of the conservation areas are public property. And so we not only should demand that they're protected, but we have the right because it's our land. It's our park. And so I think uh, in, in support of Jillian, there are significant environmental concerns, but there also, I think, is a philosophical concern as we move forward as Missourians on what are we going to do to protect our property? Mm-hmm. Very simple. I think that's a great question. And, you know, it's interesting. St. Genevieve County Commissioner Randy Ruzica, who joined with his fellow commissioners to pass this health ordinance that would block this, he noted um, that this mine would not even be an economic boon to the region. People around here aren't out of work. So to say we're going to bring 30 jobs in, I don't know. It doesn't move the needle. Because as it, is, as it stands right now, the larger employers depends on the place, but it's over 50% of the employees that come to the larger employers come from out of St. Genevieve. So that's one other thing. Normally you hear we have to choose between jobs or the environment. Here, there's there's not really even, that's not really even an issue. Um, Jillian, there's just so much here, and, and you guys have fought so strategically to try to block this thing. In our final minute, I'm wondering what thought you'd want to leave us with um, as you continue this battle. I just want people to know that th- that. This mine has to require three permits. The first one that we've been talking about that we had the public meeting about is the land reclamation permit. And that we should know if they're granting it or not by next Thursday, June 30th. But they have also filed for a water permit permit through the Department of Natural Resources. They filed for that on June 1st. Well, the comment period for that just opened up on the 17th of June, I believe, and that comment period is open until July 18th or 19th. Uh, but you, you need to write in to the Department of Natural Resources and request a public meeting regarding this water permit now, too, because per DNR, according to their website, it is especially important for the St. Francis province that potential pollution sources are monitored or removed. And the St. Francis Mountains groundwater province is where this proposed mine site is. And and Jillian, I'm sorry to say we are out of time on this, but I do want to encourage people, if you go to operationsan.org, you can learn more about this issue and how you can get involved. Jillian Ditch-Anslow, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Thanks you so much for having me. I really appreciate your time. And Kim William Gordon, who's the founder and president of Friends of Hawn, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for the invitation. This episode was produced by Kayla Drake with audio engineering by Aaron Doerr. Our production intern is Avery Rogers. This podcast was mixed and edited by Aaron. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.